0: Hey, everybody, this is Professor Rex. Welcome to the RevX podcast. This is the second episode of our series called Voices, uh, but with a new host. Tamakazi is now going to host the Voices uh, podcast going forward, and his guest today is Ghetto Gandhi. The point of Voices is basically to talk to people who create or perform um, about three things. One, about who they are, where they come from. Um, Two, about their performance, what they do and how they do it. And three... What's important to them? What do, they, what do they want to use their voice to say? And so uh, Tamakazi will be recording these. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to him. He'll probably get to you eventually either way. But uh, this show is just Tamakazi interviewing Devon, Ghetto Gandhi about this, and then uh, Ghetto Gandhi asked Devon some questions too. Or, I'm sorry, Ghetto Gandhi asked Tamakaze some questions as well. So uh, that's the episode. Listen, uh, have fun. Also, stay tuned at the end of the show for a song from Ghetto Gandhi.
1: Hello everyone, my name is uh, Tamakazi. So with me today is uh, Devon,
2: uh, stage name. Ghetto Gandhi. So uh, Devon, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm originally from New York. I was born and raised in New York. I been in, I've been in DC for about eight years now. I'm an early elementary teacher. So I've taught preschool, I've taught first grade, I've taught third and fourth grade. I am into, I'm very artistic, so I like to do lots of arts and crafts, kind of hands-on things. I like to create, like, so you you'll, you can't see right now, but I have all my hats that I make. I, I, I have, make notebooks, and I do all kinds of things. I draw, I paint. Um, I like to be creative in, in all different kinds of ways. I also just got into poetry and writing and rap, so I kind of lyrically kind of respond and put my philosophy into... Into into a word that way so I kind of like to express myself in a whole bunch of different ways
1: it's excellent so uh, about karaoke um, when was the first time you uh, like uh, uh, saw karaoke and uh, when was the first time you um, formed
2: karaoke the first time that I performed well that I saw karaoke oh, yeah. was shoot this is I don't remember the exact year but I'm oh. guessing probably like Somewhere in like the four, like maybe three, four years ago, okay, um, my roommate, my ex roommate Megan, she brought me to see the performance to support one of her friends that was performing, um, at Policy on, yeah, at Policy, and I kind of really enjoyed seeing what that person in that group was doing on stage. I enjoy the crowd and how supportive the the, the the people in the room were. It was so really cool about to kind of see how they took that song and brought it to life on stage. So this wasn't just like a um,
1: an everyday you just go out and um, perform like um, at a bar. This is like a more organized, uh, like a theatric
2: sense. Yeah, so it was planned. A- <laughs> it was yeah, it was it was it was team based and it was performance based. So it was a really cool, different way rather than just seeing people drunk getting up on stage and, and singing. So I saw it through Voldemort. Um, yeah, because Voldemort was there at policy and they were kind of doing their thing. So um, it's it's been really cool to see a lot of Voldemort things. So. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a fun little, 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 little so this is the term that um uh, we're calling this so yeah, yeah, voldemort.
1: Y- <laughs> you're, so your your term of a performance karaoke is a voldemort yeah. that's that's <laughs> that's pretty awesome um uh, so uh um uh, so after seeing something like that uh what were your thoughts and like uh i know that you were saying it's cool um uh so how long after that did you uh go to like um a uh a let's say a Friday night or a uh just a general like place to be like oh I, w- I think I can sing this song you know just kind of you know just getting into um uh uh karaoke
2: wise um that would have been probably after I had done a few things with Voldemort myself
1: oh okay
2: I so um shortly after seeing my my ex roommates friend later I kind of got involved with Voldemort and and did some things with okay. them at um the old Mackies, the new Mackies, Ten Tigers and uh policy. Oh, okay. So after kind of working those kinks out, I've also um, ventured out and done things at Sully's too. Okay. And then yeah, so other than that, I've done stuff that wasn't in that and that's so it's not any of this performance kind of theatrical yeah. space. Um it's more like you yourself as you bring whatever you ever you sure. bring to the song. So sure. I kinda got involved in in things that way. And then I've done like a little bit of stuff at another place called union town that was close to where I used to work at.
1: Oh awesome.
2: So uh my question now is
1: um like uh what was the first song that you um uh, that you ever um performed as oh, okay. uh okay at karaoke.
2: <laughs> this is a fun one. So, the first song that I performed at karaoke, it was this is really cool cuz like the crowd the crowd wasn't ready for my song. So, it was Oh yeah? <laughs> okay. So, um cuz I thought that my song was amazing. My song is amazing. It was Classic Man by Jadena, yeah. but it was the remix that Kendrick Lamar was yeah. on. So, Classic Man came on and I come up in my big Hawaiian suit. So what I mean by this it's like a suit that's like navy blue is the base but it has all these different floral prints on it um, oh yeah so I also love to wear colors and bow ties so you all will always see me in bright colors and bow ties and things so I came up on stage and I had on this nice floral print because like you know Classic Man he's G-dressed he as well and that's to in the song and so the song came on and was Classic Man but then I broke out with the Kendrick rap parts over it and I thought the crowd was going to go crazy but they kind of people didn't really know the song and so at the time it it wasn't i guess as big of a a national hit as i thought it was but i enjoyed it i rocked out i had a good time and i i I made it my own so that's kind of the first song that i that i remember performing yeah so like uh in um so this was a dude you did
1: this like uh as you termed it uh, voldemort Voldemort. Uh, so 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 my question is um so this theatric like um the how much time did you like uh, have to like um, learn the song and like um, kind of like do you uh, do you usually uh, prepare for
2: songs like when you perform them or or you're uh, a, like a, more of a pure rapper? Uh, so depending on the song, there's some songs that I just have in my memory that ah, I okay. that I know yeah. that I'm really familiar with. Yeah. With that song, it took so there's usually like about a week turnaround between. Between um each performance um well week or maybe one to two depending on how many you like how many times you get up because it is a, it's a team kind of thing yeah so for that song, I had about a week and I actually had the lyrics in my hand because through Voldemort oh, okay. you can also rewrite lyrics Yum, and things nice. yeah. so because. Th- that was uh the Kendrick cuz Kendrick is Kendrick and he does his own unique thing yeah. um and he's fast and is all over the place so i had the lyrics in my hand as i was kind of up there doing it so but i yeah, you, i i usually take about a week or so to kind of okay. learn the song and whatnot cool cool so um what is your favorite song for uh, your go-to karaoke song to perform Uh, so my go-to song, well, songs to perform now are like as a New Yorker. I gotta throw on some Jay Z. So kind of dirt off your shoulder. Um, a 99 problems I can do. Oh, all right. Um, big pimpin'. So like a lot of a lot of a lot of Jay Z's catalog. So. Um, that, those are usually like go-to ones that I can just kind of whip out and, and make happen.
1: Yeah, that's excellent. Being that I know Devon, like uh, one of the things Devon writes his own music, yeah. um, uh, lyrics and performs and um is uh um you can find his music and uh on the, Spotify. On Spotify, yes. Uh, one of the things that I uh, want to like, uh, like, uh, ask about is uh your style it's a very uh spoken word style and i you know like i know you do spoken word and um how did you get into spoken like it your karaoke like um i always assume that there's always some like cross influence of everything like
2: uh can you tell me more about uh how you got into uh spoken word that kind of came through connections that i made through Voldemort, so um, through Voldemort, I kind of met Safira and Dwayne and Brandon, and they were they are spoken word artists that are kind of pretty popular in the area. They're local, and I kind of like went to some of the things that they were doing, and I was like, "Yo, I can do this too!" And so I kind of kind of got started by going to Spit That, which is it is an open mic that Dwayne, who is the Crochet Kingpin, and I think it's, like, Droopy the Broke Baller is the other is the other guy, and they kind of lead that. It's one of the oldest open mics for Spoken Word in, in D.C. It's over by Banneker High School and um, Howard. So I kind of went there, and I've been there pretty freak. Well, not as much recently, but kind of going in there and kind of listening to a bunch of other people and artists doing their thing um, kind of inspired me to kind of go down that spoken word e kind of route when I want to do some performance things. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. And um, uh, so uh, having done this for about, you know, three to four years, what is your, what um, what does karaoke bring you,
2: like, um, as in uh, the feelings that you have for it today? Um, so... It's always nerve wracking before you get up there to kind of like you're like ah oh, shit do I remember this song like yeah <laughs> I think
1: we can all relate to that because you
2: have songs where you're like oh you put you you write it down you're like yeah I know this song and then the worst part is and you're like I don't know this song as well as I <laughs> thought I did um, but it's fun because like no matter where you are the crowd will get into it they'll start singing it too or when you flub you kind of just go through it so it's it's it's. A nice release and a, um, a fun kind of communal so it's like I, I kind of consider it like having adult playdates you know because like kids go to the park and or they go to like a center and they play with their friends and I, I feel like that's kind of what it is for us other than like just going out to bars for the sake of going out to bars i've seen it as like a space where like we can go and as adults we can like not play with each other but like play with each other and like <laughs> so it's kind of yeah a fun a fun kind of way to express yourself um while being social so i like the social nature of it and the supportive nature of it because like you every once in a while you have that asshole that wants to like come at you for something stupid but for the most part, like, people are very friendly. Like, this because there's assholes everywhere. But, like, in general, um, it's a really cool vibe. Because, okay? like, lots of people, like, let their gut in and just have fun with it. So, yeah, it's it's not too often where you see somebody that's, like, not having fun doing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, what's the most
1: ridiculous song you've
2: ever done? <laughs> huh. Let me think. The most ridiculous. Ridiculous song that I've done. What did I do when I was dressed up as Cookie Monster? Ah, <laughs> uh, so man, so I was like, dr- shoot, I ha- you know what? I need to think about that okay. song, but I was dressed up as Cookie Monster. And I had my my so I also have different color shoes. So I had on this royal blue pair of wingtips and then I had on like a nice floral print jacket. No, not the same one for my Hawaiian suit. So I actually have two Hawaiian print suits and then I have another floral print jacket. So I was wearing that, and I had like a white bow tie on because I was like, okay. I was Cookie Monster grown and sexy. I was like him on his like grown man kind of like, oh, like, mas- like
1: masterpiece
2: theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I and then I had a cookie in my hand, but I can't remember the song right okay. now. But um, I did a song, yeah, dressed up as Cookie Monster, yeah. and that was pretty ridiculous. But I had fun yeah. with that one. Yep. So
1: um, uh, as far as like uh song. Uh, you can like uh, share or not share with us on this one. Like, um, is there any specific songs that you are working on that you would like to like? You know, there's uh, always songs that um I think all of us have on the list as like mm-hmm. like uh, for me, for example, I uh, uh, I'm not particularly a great rapper, mm-hmm. so like uh, by the end of the year, I hope to you know uh, work on like some songs that are like. Uh, Roman Holiday by Nicki Minaj, okay, or yeah. um, or uh, uh, Overnight Celebrity by Twist. <laughs> you know, stuff that's uh,
2: pretty. Probably a good one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not terribly
1: easy. So like, it's a, like a long term project. Uh, do you have anything um, uh, as far as karaoke that or a uh, a direction that you wanted like uh, explore?
2: Yeah, so I'm not act, like currently working on a lot of these, but there's a lot of songs that are by people that you that I'm familiar with, but I want to look at more to kind of memorize. So I want to do some more Bruno Mars stuff. Oh, excellent, Because um, yeah. he's a beast. Yeah. So I kind of want to yeah. get from more familiar with some more Bruno Mars songs. And I actually want to do more Eminem because like, I know a lot of his songs, but there was one oh, day yeah, where yeah. we put one on, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I know this song. And I was like, wait. Yeah, I actually, know it, but then I don't know it as well as I thought I did. Yeah. So like... Uh, to refine some more Eminem songs, some more Bruno Mars songs, um, and then I want to get into some childish Gambino ones too. So oh, like I I, I know those, but I want to like yeah. refine them enough to be able to perform them. Yeah. On the Eminem topic, it was actually like pretty
1: pretty awesome because um, uh, Professor Rex, who um, uh, we hang out a lot, mm. and he was uh, he was performing uh, an Eminem song last night, and uh, Kristen, one of our friends, mm-hmm. she's like. Oh, this is a great song. It has it's just like what is this song and like and then um but like uh it's a like Eminem is like really pretty awesome and and the fact that um and uh, the way that Professor Rex does it is uh it's in his style and right. it's like uh and I think the song in itself like um like uh Christian was saying it has a little bit of a older older feel. Oh. The only reason why I kind of knew that it was an M- M&M song was I saw the all the modern name <laughs> references. <laughs> I was like there's Slim, there's no much There's I think there was Tashians. It was pretty awesome, like so so like I totally understand when you say like uh, a song you know, like um M&M like has like some of the most awesome songs like uh we like um having so like uh, personally um i have also uh have done some uh performance based karaoke which uh which uh Devon had well, which had termed as a voldemort yeah, um voldemort, <laughs> yeah. um so uh, uh through that like one of the times we decided to do a um a the the song um my name is but um as <laughs> as the crew of uh, like as a the Jeopardy show so like <laughs> oh literally God. rewriting so every that time you that. every time you like so the full set like the full screen you know like uh, like this that the, like the actual stands for the for the for the different uh, yeah, uh, contestants contestants <laughs> And uh, I can tell you that was uh, one hot mess <laughs> because we definitely did not know the song that's when we showed up. <laughs> yeah, but you
2: assumed that you did, right? You were like, oh, yeah, we know
1: that song. in right? oh, the rewrite. Like, oh, okay. um, and the rewrite part two was difficult. So it was yeah. just really uh, difficult, especially when you're trying to do it with, like, um, nine people. Right. I mean... Uh, a lot of moving pieces. And- yeah, a lot of moving pieces. And we had um, to, to make it very complete we had like uh, we had we had uh, I think s- we had uh, Al- Alex Trebek obviously um, uh, but we had everybody else was a contestant oh, wow. so we had like rotating contestants that would like take up lines <laughs> so it was just like it was really ambitious considering that like um, like a like a some of us had only known each other for two weeks at that point <laughs> and like there was no practice was like um we're gonna do what <laughs> but you know the, there's times this is what why um uh uh i the i actually really do love um uh performing in general and uh performance-based team-based stuff uh no matter what it is even improv i think um there's an opportunity to learn and um, and grow with people. Right. You you get better. Yeah. Um, you can read tells, and that's it's. I mean, like you're, it's you uh, know <laughs> you're not gambling, but you can right. read you can read somebody like oh you know kind of, yeah. and it's uh, it's it's really good when you can actually start feeling the energy from somebody else. You're like oh this is what they're gonna do. Right. You know like uh, and that's I I find that um uh that uh, uh performing in general. Like uh and uh like improv or even this performance based karaoke kind of mm-hmm. stuff uh can be fun uh the one uh, I think there was oh so the other thing uh they wanted to comment on was uh, Bruno Mars is awesome I mean <laughs> I like, got uh, so currently uh, uh Professor Rex and I are um, uh we have a project called the uh, Picasso Hut One Thousand right. and uh where we're both trying to do uh. Uh, 500 different songs um, uh, uh, Each To sum up to a thousand right. So uh, last night I, I Ended up doing um, uh, That's what I like yeah, <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. Which is an awesome song And uh, like uh, there's actually been A lot of Bruno Mars songs that uh, Some of it's like I need a lot more Work on but uh, some of it that works Really well like uh, Marry You yeah, I think that one is maybe The one that I like The, the, the one I can probably do with the most confidence, okay. I would say. Uh, some of the other ones are just, uh, yeah. I mean, well, when you're doing 500 different songs a year for the year, uh, at the pace that we're doing it, sometimes I, I just don't get to practice as much <laughs> as I really want to. Right. But you know, like, it is awesome. I mean, I, I can't wait to see you, um, like, uh, go through the Bruno Mars catalog. It's yeah. going to be exciting. Yeah.
2: So, so what inspired you to get into karaoke?
1: First time. Well, the exactly the first first time was actually a um, graduation party, okay, um, in Binghamton, New York, uh, of all places, uh, and I saw a karaoke system and uh, I was like, I heard somebody belting out on it. I was uh, like, was This was back in 2006. well okay. so, um, uh, and I was just like, ah. I want to belt something out. <laughs> so I, uh, decided to like sing, uh, yellow submarine. <laughs> oh, <nice. Okay. laughs> yeah. So like, uh, but, uh, after that, I, uh, hadn't really done karaoke. Uh, I didn't like, um, like my the experience I would say is my first karaoke experience would probably be 2012, uh, flying fish. Okay. So, um, it was actually for a sushi meetup. Uh, and, uh, down in that basement, they uh, have, um, they had, uh, it's no longer there, um, they had karaoke. And and uh, I think I was, I knew it was going to happen, as in like it was, uh, you know, got, the event was like advertised, advertised as sushi and karaoke. I'm like, oh, this sounds perfect. And uh, the song I wanted to do, which is still a song I have. I love Elvis, but I uh, still have a hard time with faster lyrics. It uh, still needs some work uh I wanted to do Viva Las Vegas.
0: <laughs>
1: um, and uh, you know, it, uh, went, it went it didn't go as well as I wanted to, but i didn't' I didn't, uh, I didn't shy away from it because within that same night, like uh, somebody sang "Possum Kingdom" like by the toadies," and I was like, yeah. This is like, like this is the song that made me realize like, this is totally for me. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, th- the crazy thing was, I, I don't think I really did. Um, I'm not sure if I did any karaoke. Like that was, that was like St. Patrick's Day, um, uh, uh, 2012, okay. and I didn't do any karaoke until, until probably uh, that summer. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I did Possum Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it it was uh, I did it at a um, at the last it was the last adult adult summer camp uh, held by uh, supported by Mike's Lemonade through Mike uh, through uh, Living Social. Okay. So there was like uh, three hundred people that were there like uh, for oh, this. <laughs> it was <laughs> like an yeah, outdoor yeah. like karaoke thing. Okay. And I was like, I'm like, give me the mic. <laughs> 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 so I was like, All right, I I. I would say I hadn't wasn't like I hadn't been practicing a song but nothing like uh what I uh, like uh there was a time probably where I still do kind of practice but like um uh, there was a time uh, right after that I really like try to get really into it um uh got into uh, listening to the killers at that point oh, and uh and I can tell you that uh I uh but uh, it was kind of I mean like, got uh, I still have a very interesting uh, relationship with karaoke Right, (laughs) (laughs) in that that, um, there are times that uh, like I do like uh, going out with groups and everything but there are times I just uh, like to test and uh, I would actually go to Cafe Japan at this point before I could scrounge enough people together and go to which is also sadly not open anymore but i would go all the way to the basement and like do solo tracks by myself <laughs> and and i was like holy shit the some of these killer songs are really hard to sing like right. you actually have to get a feel for the yeah. song yeah. um uh, and uh but uh uh so this between the summer of 2012 all the way to like 2013 2013 was when like uh that I don't know what the deal was like uh starting that February I decided to go every Friday like literally every Friday up to through July okay like through July of that year uh yeah, yeah. in 2013 and and uh yeah like uh, and I'd sing every like I'd sing like eleven songs a night like I'd be the, I'd be there like at eight thirty and I'd be going home like this was when I was living in Gaithersburg Maryland okay. <laughs> and I'd be going home at like three <laughs> so absolutely but well, probably not three the bar did close at two so it was like pretty intense uh, so you know like, I got like. Eleven songs, in, and and uh, there were times people would sign up for songs, like uh, and didn't know the words, and the, the, the they'd hand me the mic. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> so so, so uh, but uh, what it really um, the the things I found about, with karaoke and why initially why I got so into it was it was a huge adrenaline rush. Uh, no matter like uh, even when when you weren't sure how it was gonna go, uh, and even if you practice, like uh, I would sit in my bed and. And like look at the lyrics and like actually work at it. Um uh, because speed of course is the hardest thing. Uh the feel feel of a song, once you have an understanding of uh the inflections of the voice for for what you want to portray it and why you love that song. It will work. Like uh I don't I don't uh I am not a musical purist. Like I am like uh I, mo- I don't claim to be like any of that. As right. in uh because uh, like I, pro- you know, like I personally didn't sing all that much, like except for in the car, like uh, prior to all this. So, you know, like uh, I'm not musically trained, but like uh, I, that's it's also probably one of the best things because the idea that that uh, you can't do something is um, uh, why I also kind of explore as much as I do. Uh, the, uh, so th- through the, all this time, yeah, yeah I uh, karaoke quite a bit and it was uh it was a lot of fun i mean just uh just just going through and uh figuring things out but uh nowadays it's a little bit different but still yeah. love it just as much but the back to the point i was trying to make uh i also found the concepts of karaoke lends itself well to to uh public speaking okay the idea of that um, there's only really three things that that um, that uh, that you the core three things that you have to think about. You have to be passionate, number right. one. Yeah, yeah. Have to uh, um, prepare. Definitely. And um, number three, the show must go on. <laughs> so like <laughs> right. you screw up in mid sentence, it has to keep going. So yeah. uh, that's uh, usually the three three things. Like to this day, I still really believe in uh, and. Even for a presentation, like um, and not being afraid, you right. know, you, like uh, shit happens. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, it all does. right, all right. Let me, let me. Um, uh, things happen.
2: <laughs> I mean, you can curse on me, man. It's all good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Describe yourself, Tom, to, to the to the audience. So, like, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um. So. Uh, I go by the stage name
1: Uh I'm a I'm a scientist. Um, I uh, work in uh, work in I'm a material scientist. Okay. So uh, I'm a specialist in uh, in microscopy and electron microscopy. Uh, I work with um, the in the museum field. Yeah. So that's okay. Um, so that's my day job uh and uh yes it is (laughs) i yeah you know like uh yeah i do i do other things other than sing
2: (laughs) so you are kind of this like karaoke beast in terms of like you 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 have a lot of history in terms of like you're well you're well versed in karaoke and you've performed a lot so what are some of the places that you've performed at and then kind of are there some of your favorite like different cities or different types of wow. venues and like so sort of, like give us a little history of of where you performed that cuz you have this massive experience in and, <laughs> and, and catalog so uh so uh i would say uh
1: um so i still reminisce about uh cafe japane. Um it is a silly thing Uh, When it closed, like even years afterwards, I would get out at DuPont Circle and walk by to see if there's a new karaoke joint that that, that would go in. But sadly, uh, that like for a long time, the the sumo wrestler graphic was still up there. And it was like really wishfully thinking that that something would go in. Uh, But, you know, it was like one of the first places where uh, uh, I really got it attached to um so uh that like uh, always has a a um strong place in my my uh well uh, will always be very vivid in my v- memory uh but uh as far as like places i've uh, performed at um uh so it pretty much started in dc area uh but i'd uh karaoke at that point when i first started probably uh i checked out rocket grill rocket grill i like rocket uh as far as like the sound system like um doing a song like loud uh like like uh iron maiden is um (laughs) it's yeah it feels like you're literally like the front man of a concert (laughs) and there's uh and they don't they don't mess around with mic so it's uh that's a really good venue um as far as like the uh, but you the songbook I did I just don't know it as well and it's not as it's not as diverse so it's kind of a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, other places that I uh, enjoy well so I, this is actually my second stint in D.C. Okay. So I had uh, moved to Missouri uh-huh. uh, for a year and a half. I uh, was uh, a uh, a a uh, worked for the University of Missouri. Oh, wow. Uh, as a pretty much electron microscopist specialist and uh and uh yeah i had a lot of fun karaokeing there too (laughs) like um and a lot of people like questioned whether i would uh and believe it or not i had a little bit of question even when i moved i was like if i couldn't find karaoke i had already like looked into what it would take to to set up <laughs> set up karaoke there, so like I had like looked in the speakers and stuff of that nature, uh, but not, uh, you you know like if somebody else can do it, you know I
2: right yeah why well, can't yeah be, exactly. yeah
1: so I mean well there's somebody else is gonna do oh. it I I much mer- ra- much rather just uh, go in and uh, have a blast, uh so uh, I need to probably make a call out which is surprising um I did not plan this I'm actually wearing. Uh, the shirt that um of one of my favorite uh, karaoke places there which is McGinty's this is like a, a whole uh, it's it's a it's it's an awesome bar i mean um doesn't have food okay. but like uh, what's really awesome about it is the the owners are just the owner is just really pretty uh down to earth and like uh, somebody very approachable and just awesome i mean like uh, i mean yeah uh, uh, talking to somebody like that you know you like coming from a restaurant background like my dad uh uh owned restaurants for okay. uh, over 20 years um 20 30 years somewhere around there and
0: and it's hard yeah
1: you know again uh taking on a bar like uh like uh, buying a bar yeah uh kind of it's this bars is it's, uh it you know they make the best of it you know it's kind of got this outdoor thing and indoor thing and and it's kind of this format that you're like, they are doing their best, and like they, they, they do a great job, like uh, having karaoke and uh, having people just uh, have a blast. Nice. I mean, it's a uh, great place. Um, uh, the other place was uh, East Side Tavern, which was uh, a younger crowd. So I'm uh, younger, being, uh, being that I'm uh, over mid thirty. Um, uh, younger, that's a college town. Oh, so yeah, like yeah, yeah. like uh I you know I still mask my age fairly well yeah. I think um especially if I decide to behave a little bit silly <laughs> um <laughs> so uh Eastside Tavern was a place that I'd um, uh karaoke at too Okay uh and then uh when it came back um I uh really enjoyed old Mackey's. um uh I think I it still reminisce about old Mackies because the acoustics of all things, like that room.
2: That like the old basement, yeah, like the kind of yeah.
1: That room, it it took no work to project my voice yeah. at all. I mean, uh, like I just didn't have any problems like uh, projecting my voice. Uh, new Mackies is all right, uh, and then uh, uh, the other places. Um, uh, I still really enjoy Galaxy Hut. Okay. Uh Galaxy Hut was from my first stint. uh one of my uh one of my friends, uh like uh, uh one of my uh, close friends uh, uh introduced me to that place and uh well to Galaxy Hut. Uh it's uh, also a place that um you can just project like well I mean I like, it's not hard to project. Yeah. It's uh fairly easy to project and uh, I uh and it's, and it's a great dive bar. Nice. Uh, as uh, as far as like dive bars go, yeah, that's what I would say. Um, like there's two two dive bars. I would say like um, there's dive, <laughs> and then like there's like I think you're going. You're taking the term too literal, but like <laughs> dive bar, like uh, Galaxy Hut and Madam's Organ. Those are two karaoke places that I would say um, uh, um, uh, that have something about it, like uh, the, the art. Okay. So at at um, at Galaxy, you have like pinball, ta- uh, right. yeah, yeah. pinball machines and arcades as tables, and there's an outdoor back alleyway to you know like uh, for the people to hang out, and also the it's uh, it has like twenty beers on tap. Oh, um, nice. it, they serve vegan food. Um, they the menu is, uh, it is a you know, a pretty much a uh bar menu, but it's it's uh, it's the people that go that makes right. makes the experience really great. So, uh, I um, I would put Galaxy Help right up there. Uh, Madam's Oregon has the be- one of the best views, so like uh, especially in the winter mm-hmm. of all <laughs> but, like, a lot of people are like don't go out like as much in winter, but uh, yeah. I would say uh, in the winter, um. If you get a chance and it's snowing out, uh-huh. go to Mam's Oregon because, like, uh, you can uh, go on the, the back porch, uh-huh. like right behind the karaoke stage. Uh-huh. You can see the Washington Monument from there. Oh, I yeah! It's one that. of those yeah, things yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. like uh, hidden gems. Right? Yeah, it's hidden gem that most people don't don't spot. So I'm just I think like I've never been on yeah. the back
2: patio. Actually. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just well, just it's
1: not the back the patio. It's a back of the oh, the, the, back. Cari- okay. the karaoke stand uh, the, the karaoke stage on the second floor okay yeah it's not a rooftop view but it, you can still see the washington mining which yeah. is uh a uh, awesome site and just it's great time um it's a it's a great dive bar uh let's see um other places um sully's has costume karaoke yeah, which yeah, is yeah, uh yeah, yeah. uh the costume aspect of it is fun uh in that uh they call it costume karaoke because uh, you don't have to bring your own costumes and you don't – you do have to wear a costume. Yeah. The whole idea – it doesn't have to be themed. The whole idea is really just to uh, – as an icebreaker. Exactly. You right. know, like a, you, uh, out, right. you know, none of us should be taking it that seriously. Right. Uh, not, I can – you know, there are times that – Certainly, uh, we may take it more seriously than others, but you know it's fine. Um, But it's meant to be an icebreaker. You know, like uh, it's meant to be a good time.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Other places. uh, um, What about when
2: you? Because I know that you recently went to LA and like you did a. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. LA. So like uh, I went to Brass Monkey. Uh, Brass Monkey was good. I can't remember the other place, but Brass Monkey was uh, was good. Uh, That was recommended. Mended by one of my friends. And then I've also gone to uh, New York City several times. I usually like uh, Avenue A. Well, Sing Sing on Avenue A. Okay. Uh, I uh, I don't know. Like After reading this karaoke book, I actually am not sure if uh, the, that's the actual Sing Sing they're referencing. I think it's actually the one on St. Mark's. Oh, okay. But I actually like the one on Avenue A a little bit better. <laughs> uh, but that's literally like a karaoke, series of karaoke rooms. But then they also have this um karaoke like a uh, bar right out front. Okay. Both places are. And uh it was uh, awesome like um I think I did this probably about I've done this several times uh in the last two years.
0: Wow.
1: Um two years being the first time I did it and and I had a blast. I mean I can tell you that that uh um it's it's fun there's times that like um like uh I'm uh, currently doing this being that we're doing this Picasso Hut 1,000 Song Challenge thing, we're, right. we're uh, trying to do 500 different songs. Like Professor Rex and I are doing 500 different songs each, mm-hmm. and um, like and try not to overlap and uh, well, minimal overlap. Uh, it's uh, you know it's gets to be a little bit harder, yeah. um, and I would say uh, you know even without that, I mean there's times that I'm just not as Sharper as on as I usually am or or just not in the mood and and uh there's always there's times I always think about taking a road trip and going somewhere oh nobody knows me yeah let's <laughs> right, find then, yeah, out like vibe, Let, right. well let's let's see what what we can do here kind yeah. of thing and uh just have fun so uh that was um uh yeah, I enjoy going to New York for like uh, like uh, weekend trips oh, wow. and just having a blast uh yeah, I highly recommend it. You uh there's other places I've karaokeed at. Uh but um uh but the major ones are, you know, like uh I still need to make a trip back to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh I am from Buffalo, New York. Uh but from uh the South Town, so I don't get to venture into the city as much. Okay. Uh uh but yeah, I uh, need to still check mark off some some more places. Right. Uh, one of the other places I would say is uh there's a place um in Chinatown in Portland that's really uh I can't remember the name of it it's uh but they have karaoke like five i think it's uh what uh, what's the uh, I think it's something a like boilermaker or something like that
2: is a drink yeah or? well I
1: think the bars, oh, the bar, look,
2: the
1: bar's I, okay. I think let me I don't have to look it up but but um, that place has like karaoke almost every night, okay. which is like uh, up your alley. <laughs> you were, yeah, yeah. No, uh, it was awesome because there was a conference there, and uh, you know, um, you know, after the after all the work festivities are done, yeah, you know, after dinner, you there's no reason why you shouldn't go karaoke, and right. um, you know, getting a few nights in is always good. <laughs> yeah.
2: You have a very unique karaoke style. So, would you want to provide us with some insight into how you honed your style and kind of where it comes from and speak to us a little bit about how you do karaoke and why you took the approach that you, took, or that you take. Oh, yeah. So, uh, my style, I would
1: say... um like uh it's usually how I hear it um but I know and I know I know I kind of over amplify it at times like uh it's uh, yeah it probably contains a lot more emo- well like um it contains a lot of emotion mm-hmm. maybe perhaps a little bit too like for some people it would be too much but uh but I started out with a lot of alternative music okay. and uh, alternative music um uh uh being that it's uh, a turn of music it, the basis of a lot of alternative music is very uh, raw emotion anyway right um, when you think about like a, a perfect example of a song is a uh, rusty cage right i love singing rusty cage uh, by soundgarden yeah. it's just one of those songs that um it uh has this full range of like just raw emotion you like if you're not like if you're not belting it i'm not really sure sh- I'm pretty certain that song is actually meant to be sung that way, but I know that a lot of the other songs are maybe not meant. Like uh, I think when I do Possum Kingdom, it maybe is a little bit over the top, but I do it very uh, intense, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I do try to pr- step it back a little bit on other stuff uh, since since I've been exploring. I mean, uh, so if I
2: that's new layers to what you do.
1: Yeah, so I do. Uh, I do like uh, so. I do play around with um, with uh, musical numbers um, <laughs> uh, just for fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love Les Miserables. so uh, I've sang sung a bunch of songs from Les Miserables. So uh, I love Cole Wilkinson's voice, which is very powerful. Uh-huh. Uh, though I understand that um, the way I sing is probably not correct, uh, based on a purist. Of view, like as in, it is like if you think about the scenes, they are supposed to be softer, okay. but his voice is just, um, like, uh, the thing that attracted me to Cole Wilkinson's voice is the power, yeah, that it holds. Like, um, it's it uh, is uh, it's uh, fairly low, but it can go incredibly high, and the sustain on the notes, it's just absolutely amazing. So, you know, I tried my best, you know, again, um, uh, you know, and uh. Uh, that's all I can ask of myself. Exactly. And I, and uh really like um like that's all you can really ever ask, um in any task you do right. do your best, right? Um and uh and uh I uh while I was in Missouri I kinda like uh started dabbling with falsetto. Okay. So falsetto like um uh, being um uh, uh, Kim Connor's um song um uh, uh Betty Davis eyes. So that's the actual killers cover. Yeah. Um. Uh, the killers have a cover on on Shadow Play. Okay. So I was like, Oh, I totally can do this song. But I was like, I'm not gonna do it in the killer style. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> do, it, do it in in the Kim Carnes style. Um. So like that's kind of, uh. So I started playing around with that. Yeah. And uh, it, when I came back, uh, I, uh, uh, was also uh. Did a lot of Got into a lot of Performance based karaoke And learned that That uh My style Like, well, like you know, My voice is one thing mm-hmm. But stage presence Is a whole nother thing Like uh, If somebody's gonna Give you a mic
2: <laughs> Why don't I- yeah, go, go yeah
1: yeah Like um uh, You can do whatever you want right. As in like Just don't break anything <laughs> Like um, Be respectful Uh But you can dance You yeah. can like You You have all your limbs still you can dance you can you can um, you can like portray whatever emotion you want to there's you can have awesome stage like like that's got me to thinking about lyrics more and um, just being more of a stage presence kind of thing uh, which is uh, which is uh, I play with quite a bit and (laughs) uh, I would say it's good uh, to uh, explore and it's kind of what keeps me going and and just a lot of um like uh, yeah, and right now like I, uh, uh with all the songs that they've been doing, uh, find that the my uh, I uh, do have a soft sp- <laughs> soft spot for heavy metal and uh punk and and uh, uh emo okay based like uh so yeah, yeah. uh I love I love uh <laughs> love. Singing Megadeth <laughs> and uh, and uh, I will fall boy, uh, Ferdinand Fernand. Uh, that, so it's one of those things where I will, um, I do like singing, I love singing The Killers too. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff I do love singing. Uh, so like my range I go all over the place, but I am uh, lo- always looking just for like really fast uh, pace things. Uh, sometimes slow stuff is good too, but yeah. uh. My style is really just uh, kind of I like to think of it as an evolving style, yeah I know that I have a kind of a very different voice, but yeah yeah,
2: it works for you though yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: and uh you know uh, like uh, it, I try to make it work for me based on the three concepts I mentioned, like uh be passionate, prepare um, as best as I can right. <laughs> and uh, and the uh, show must go on, and yeah. so like uh, if it must go on, just own it.
2: I just thought about this, and I've been thinking about since you kind of listed out your three things for people that are kind of getting into karaoke to do like your the be like the those those three things that you just talked yeah. about I was thinking somebody with such karaoke experience do you have any karaoke pet peeves like just things that just at a venue that like or that with performing or just things uh that kind of get under your skin about karaoke or like the misperceptions or like just like little kind of like pet peeves that you might have about karaoke so
1: i'll i'll start but i'd like you to also follow yeah. um so pet peeves um i oh uh, well i do like to be loud and uh you know, like sometimes i um might not, I mean, like, uh, sometimes the systems are just not as loud as I'd like them to be, but yeah. that's, that's that's the way it is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I would also say, uh, I think I know where you kind of were going with this. Yeah, There's certain I'm, things yeah. that people don't like certain songs. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I actually only really have one song okay. that like I put on this list, and uh, I understand, like, I have. I try not. I think there is when, when uh, people do a lot of karaoke. Um, you go, like, there's you songs that are yeah, everybody. Yeah, so everybody sings the same songs. Like, like uh, for example, and there, there are long there are songs that get sung, and sometimes they're very long songs. Right. So, so like uh, some of the ones that I would put up, like as in I would personally probably never like if there was like a, a room of people like a, a rather large crowd um unless somebody like that was like a, a friend of mine mm-hmm. um that uh is like i haven't seen in x amount of years right. really wanted to do it i'm probably never putting it in or somebody handed the mic for like uh, me to do yeah so like uh you probably wouldn't see me doing um Sweet Caroline, <laughs> uh, 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 don't stop believing. Right. I do love it, uh, but I'm not going to put it in. Uh, and I, uh, I have sung, um, uh, my way and um, and uh, New York, New York. But I would also probably not. I do it so. I don't go to so often that I've seen it a lot. Yeah. and um, and the way that Frank Sinatra does it. It's uh, it's very difficult to you know, like even if you're good, it's um, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. So and then there's also, I love Queen,
0: but <laughs> right. but
1: Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody exactly, is yeah. like, <laughs> 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 I think uh, that ends up on, on a lot of people's list. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that that's it's fair for people to go a lot. Like if you're right. going every week, yeah. You might not want to hear the same songs so, every week, exactly. you know uh, and uh this is one of those things where uh changing it up is good, uh but of course, you should have an awesome list of staples and it's yeah. your it's your thing, yeah, I mean like and there's no wrong like right, if exactly. you really love that song, go, go sing it. it exactly, yeah, go yeah, sing yeah. your heart out there's n- I don't really have a pet peeve, so the one song I do actually have a pet peeve for um just because I don't like the song, and um and i didn't have a very good uh, performance karaoke experience with it um is a, a song called circus by Britney spears um so our karaoke team for this performance base thing like um was that with Voldemort sh- yeah, 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 yeah 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 what you've termed as Voldemort um it's we decided that it was a good idea to do circus because the circus was closing like the the circus was closing so we would we put be dressed up as a bunch of animals (laughs) like i was an elephant and (laughs) not a shark shark. well i made the from the shark shark suit Uh, into the elephant and um (laughs) it was we had uh, all these animals and the ringmaster so we're singing the song my friend evan um who's quite a character himself like you know None of us expected this, but you know he has a cane and you know, get, you know, yeah, kind of like a but, baton, right? Yeah. So he's like waving it up and down, and all of a sudden, psh, the lights go out. You're uh, like, oh God, <laughs> yeah, how does this happen? You know, so uh, it's uh, it's something. W- none of us really knew the words for the song either. Right. We couldn't feel the song, and then you and yeah. then on top of it, you just have this like memory of this like this thing that didn't go that well. So, like, for everybody that loves circus, right. go ahead and perform it. I may
2: still have memories of, <laughs> of something else. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, for me, in general, I don't have a lot of song choices that I don't really want to hear consistently over and over again because I can listen to stuff like on repeat constantly. So, for me, um... It's more about like a vibe and a feeling that people have during karaoke. And so for me, um, it's for me, it's about staying positive. So the the things that bother me are when people aren't positive in that space about performances or like too critical about people that are just having fun. Yeah or kind of when on the flip side then them people take it too seriously I mean, this, this is this is about having fun yeah so if you're doing it to be like a, because you want to refine this and that that's fine too um but it's more about the boundaries that other people have in that space and just remembering to respect everybody that's up there because it takes a lot yeah to get up on stage yeah. and kind of do your thing yeah so kind of like yeah my only pet peeves to kind of like when people don't respect the fact that it takes a lot yeah For someone to get up there So when they're up there Doing their thing Let them do whatever That thing is So Yeah I'm so
1: happy That you brought that up Because um, You know What 2012 Is actually not that Long time ago Yeah You know I need to remember That In 2012 I couldn't I didn't have I couldn't sing anything I wasn't I didn't have any Mindset You know Like uh, And You know you should always self-reflect. Yeah. Like, uh, and I know that some of us are, you know, like, uh, cla- um, actually yeah. actually trained. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, uh, but not all, like, most, you know, like, uh, I think the whole idea, you know, like, um, I don't, I think a lot of rock stars aren't trained either.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so uh, the idea that you have to do, stu- something one way I don't think it's true wow. I mean um, like uh, I love the Bee Gees old stuff mm-hmm. as well Yeah. so like uh, like the song words like uh, it's a really old song okay. but for people who don't know who the Bee Gees are yeah. the Bee Gees are that band that um, basically wrote the whole soundtrack for Saturday Night Fever yeah, yeah no, so like <laughs> so yeah. that's all done in falsetto falsetto yeah. is not not what um, is norm. Yeah. That's not the way that they're trained to sing that song. Exactly. So I mean, you. I mean, without that, you would never have a lot of what you would you see. I mean, the idea of being able to explore. Um, uh, I yeah, I get the idea of like um having a bass voice, but if you never explore, you don't really know what you can do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yes, you can have a foundation, and I, I think I. I kind of know what my base voice is. Um if I was to take voice lessons, which I have actually considered, but uh I would uh, uh I know kind of what, what it would be, but it's still it's still not not um I mean uh I think I love music too much to to just not not do that. Right. Well, I mean, to not to not sing all the other styles. So now we're at the part of the show where um, the interviewer will ask the interviewee um, what they're passionate or uh, what passionate about, and uh, uh, I'm gonna give this back to Ketu Gandhi.
2: I write from a space. So let me let me let me let me backtrack a little bit. So when I was younger. And even now, I have this thing about communication. For me, what is in my head and what I want to communicate are often two very different things. And I try to find not the right way to say something. So I have this thing about perceptions. And I have this thing about, for me, words are important, but they're also problematic. Because for me, words... No matter how broad your vocabulary is, don't have the the ability to express everything that you're thinking or that you're feeling or that you want to express. So for me, words fail us because we use them. and I, And I think that for me, because there's sentiments, there's emotions, there's things that I try to describe, that no matter how I describe them, that description, one, for me, doesn't truly describe what I'm feeling and then two can be perceived a bunch of different ways based on how people's experiences are how people perceive what I'm what I'm doing so for me there's always been since I was little this thing about communication and being heard and having agency and being able to like and being able to express what is on your mind so I write a lot of times from a, from a standpoint of trying to give agency and voice and space to things that we don't talk about. I feel that people in general like to shoot the shit a lot but not actually dive deep into conversations or have conflict and for me conflict isn't, isn't a problem, conflict is necessary for discourse to have conversations and to move forward. So for me, a lot of the spaces that I get to in my writing are things that are designed to be uncomfortable because they're conversations that people don't like to have for a variety of different reasons. But I feel that when we don't talk about them, those things don't get better. And, be- and because they kind of get brushed to the side. So I, I try to provide spaces for people to start conversations around a bunch of different things and to not just get the conversation going but have people be more comfortable with having deep deeper conversations that there's a conflict with like if you disagree with somebody for me that's okay, there's nothing wrong with disagreeing with somebody, the The difference comes in when you don't respect them because you don't agree with them, so there's a lot of people that I don't agree with, but I can talk to them for days and have no problems, it's, it's more about when we're talking, is there a respectful place, are we coming from a place of, okay, you have your opinion, I don't have to agree with it, but I can respect the fact that you want to share your opinion with me, so... That's kind of the space that I'm coming from when I do a lot of my writing is more about let's generate some conversation. And I try to ask a lot of questions to people to kind of get them to think a little differently or to think in wizard or uncomfortable so in my new project the the upcoming album that Because I've been thinking, I've been going back and forth, and I think that for that project, I'm going to stop writing because I have the idea behind this. It's called Food for Thought, and it's kind of just in this exact same space where each different song is about a different topic that provokes some thought. One is called Mob Mentality, which is about... It's thinly veiled with Me Too, but it's not just with the Me Too movement. It's about, as a group think, and kind of when we're in spaces, what will freeze you from acting in a situation where you know you should act, but the group isn't acting. Ah, So kind of, like, yeah, but, like, even in reverse, where it's like, well, something's going wrong, I know it's not right, but no one else in the room is saying anything. Is this person actually comfortable with So, like, there's, there's all these... Groupthink thoughts are kind of like the space that causes us to either act or not act there's another one about gun violence Um, there's another one about having conversations there's another one Ebony Alert is about missing children when there was a big thing in DC Uh, so a lot of the songs kind of hit on different tendencies. I have a new, not love song, but like a song that talks about bringing relationships and the way that we date back to a space where it was about getting to know somebody versus all the other games that people play. So every song kind of hits on a different topic and it's food for thought. So it's designed to kind of have the listener take in different things and pieces so like that kind of stuff is kind of how my process comes together um and i can so that the first album too was called heart body mind which was so the concept was kind of i formed like my heart is always in new york cause i'm from new york my body no my body is technically in dc and is, it, that's kind of the space that i'm in now and then my mind was forged in college at Oberlin Ohio. So kind of it was it was those those three different spaces and kind of navigating through the things that kind of hit those three aspects of a person like what what comes tugs at your heart, what so I was goes through some shit at that time. So like what kind of things were tugging at my heart at that moment? What's always constantly in my mind? What am I always thinking about? And then like food for your soul, things kind of enrich you. And just some silly shit. So like there was there was always there's always those themes that kind of go through different things. So, that's kind of the writing process for me is to start conversations and get people comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. Long story short. So,
1: yeah. No. Yeah, I, that's awesome. Because I uh, love your style. Like um it's um because, you know no lyric. Like um when I listen to a you know like whatever songs a lot of times it's just like um it is it's um there are times where like uh well so i I don't do any creative writing at the moment, <laughs> uh, and uh and I do technical writing, so yeah. so uh like uh, i i love songs the way that they are mm-hmm. um uh, I love Beatles songs, yeah, but like uh, you know. For the longest time, like, I didn't listen to as, as much Beatles, uh, because um, some of it was you know, like um, all in very first person. Yeah. So the first person can get like uh, a little bit, maybe, uh, boring yeah. at some point. Like as in, like uh, if every song started like that. Right. But the thing is, like uh, I think that's why I like the why I love a lot of the late, later Beatles stuff, like uh, Yellow Submarine, Magical Mystery Tour. Or, like the the songs the the songs that came. Uh, in the later periods they really uh, evolved like uh, conceptually with right. a lot of that stuff but the thing i love about your your music is that um it's not like anything i've seen in that yours is like almost like a spoken word like yeah the sto- like there's like every word is chosen for a very right. specific reason exactly. and it flows into flows into the next and the song tells a message, right? Um, yeah, and I can definitely tell you that um, there's times that I sing songs and I'm not sure what the message <laughs> is, and I still love the song. Right. But uh, like uh, when I hear your songs, it's not that. That's not the case. <laughs> yeah, that's not the case. Like we um, are very um, like uh, your communication comes through, and uh, uh, and uh, the work the work shows. Isn't yeah. Like I see you, I see you like with your notebooks like. Right. But with your and like jotting down ideas and like uh, wor- I don't and uh, and perhaps wordsmithing, Uh God, you know because I, yeah, it's uh, like having songs that that tell a greater message is a uh, is a big deal, especially yeah. like, uh, with everything that's been done, right? You know, my like, God, uh, uh, I think that you have
2: an awesome stamp on your. I appreciate your, that. Your uh, your style, yeah. I appreciate that. I'm constantly, as you were saying, I carry a notebook around with me everywhere because, uh, well, talking with Rex a while ago, this analogy makes perfect sense. And that's kind of how I explain writing to other people. Mm -hmm. Once in creativity, everyone, I, I talk to a lot of people that I try to get like friends into writing and to making songs. And the first thing they say to me is I can't do that. I have nothing to say. How do I start? Where do I go? And Rex honed it precisely. He he said, "Once the f- it's like a running faucet. It might take a while for the pressure to build up, but once the water starts flowing, like you can't stop that until you turn the faucet off." Okay. So for me, creativity and spurts they can come wherever, whenever they come, and there's no holding them back. So I can be out. At a bar, and so, so Jazzy Cabbage, for example, we were chilling, and uh, Ace, we were hanging out doing adult things, and he said Jazzy Cabbage, and that sparked the whole song for me. And so there's like there's always these little gems. Like the other night, <laughs> I was uh, sitting at another adult establishment doing this art kind of thing. We were drawing, had a caricature drawn on me, and. There's a few lines that I have in my notebook from that conversation where I was just like, yo, with that so there was all these things that they just come from they come out of nowhere, but they come from somewhere so there's there's that capacity that everyone has to be creative. you just have to tap into what again with the water with the water analogy, tap into whatever it is that you're passionate about, so if you like dogs, there's gonna be something there about dogs that you can speak to if you if you're into Whatever it is, you can always tap into that and that leads into other spaces. That's why I'm constantly writing because something might start out this way and then it, once I start going, it can turn into something else. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
2: So there's uh, another thing that I want to bring up. So Professor Rex and
1: uh, Gero Gani, uh recently did a song together. Yeah. And uh, it's an excellent song. Um, uh, Look for the label. Right. And um. It's There's a YouTube video out, uh, Available uh, That you can look on up On Rebex Productions Yeah up on YouTube Yeah So uh, And one of the Great things about this video um, Well just a song Is your style So yeah. like um, Like uh, There's uh, The Your parts In it Um The I think it's It's Probably two thirds of the way through yeah. You go into this like solo part Yeah This is like This a. Uh, um, uh, there's a, uh, it's, it's this beautiful solo. That's these like this, uh, these lyrics that are just so packed, so well. It's uh, you know it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, and the song also has, sends a great message.
2: Yeah, um, I'll give the back to Mike to explain this song. Rex and I, I feel that we have complementary voices and sounds because our process is very similar, and we. Both have lyrically dense material where you have to kind of sift through, um, but also within that are like there's different densities to to our spaces, yeah. and I think that the re- the way that the reason why that works so well is because, again, we're complementary. So we we kind of have both heavy hitting things, but in yeah. different ways that together work very well, and they're very they don't, like, it's not that they contrast, but they kind of contrast in a in a good way. So it was like, it was not a shock to your system, but I kind of deliver stuff in a different way than he does. And so it was kind of like, oh, you thought we were going to do that, and we went in the other direction. The idea behind the song Look for the Label was there was a contest that was about buying American goods and supporting unions and kind of what kind of messaging can you put out to spread the word about why it's important to buy American made goods and support communities and what does what does putting your we have a voice when we have when we use our buying power and kind of what are you trying to do and how can you align your political voice and activism with your buying power so when we kind of came up with that song my verse in that was more from the perspective of rex don't get mad at me because we haven't done this before but we'll do this again and we'll 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 kind of go into this on other other things as well but the my verse in it was from the perspective of a union worker and kind of trying to like talk to people about hey this is why you should support me and this is kind of what it is for the community and i'll i'll kind of leave it at that but it was more from the the perspective of a worker that is at a local business that's saying hey you say that you so that that you're about this politically so support your community and put your money where your mouth is like if you if your politics are this then kind of help support the community and there's things that you can do. Because a lot of times people are asking, okay, there's these bigger problems. What can I do? How can I help with all these big issues? And it starts with local organizing and, loc- and doing things in a local park because that stuff translates to the bigger picture. So... On that local tip, there's a lot of things that that people can do locally in terms of getting involved with politics and knowing who your local council members are and who your even like your school board members and things. So you can control things on that local tip and what that does to the greater community. So that was kind of the the vibe with that song.
1: Yeah, uh, it's uh... it's excellent. And um, well, I mean, what you just said was excellent. But uh, uh, and if if our audience has a hard time visualizing. Uh, what, what, uh, kind of style of has, go check out the video. It's absolutely awesome. I mean, uh, the, the threads that you, you're supporting, yeah, those are awesome. <laughs>
2: yeah, because, you know, I gotta stay fly. I'm from New York. I'm from Harlem. I have yeah. to
1: represent, so. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of that, how many, how many bow ties do you have?
2: Right now, I'm up to, I would say about 55 different bow ties, And they're all colorful. Um, I have probably about 55 bow ties. Somewhere in the area of 10 to 15 pocket squares. Some of those pocket squares match the bow ties. Mr. Pickles, who's my dog, he also has to stay fly. He's a little chihuahua mix. Right now, he has five different bow ties. My shoe game is not where it needs to be. But I have two pairs of royal blue shoes. I have some green shoes in there. I got some gray, some brown, some blacks. At one point, I had lime green shoes. Like so I had, like, lime green gaiters. They don't really fit anymore. I have hot pink gaiters. What's the number? Of shoes? Yeah. Shit. Uh, Dress shoes? Damn. All right. One, two, three... I'd say probably at least ten different pairs of dress shoes 10, okay. um somewhere in that space, but again i I need to re up my shoe game okay. because it's not where I want it to be i want- I wanna get some red shoes uh my next color, so right now I'm in a royal blue phase, I'm gonna move into like a neon yellowy kind of phase, so that's coming that's coming
1: so I do wanna also point out that um uh, these bow ties um they're not the clip-ons. They're, no, or they're not the they're not the fake stuff. It's the real stuff that the uh, like. Uh, I have to watch a YouTube video to tie my own bow tie. <laughs> so I I have one bow tie, um, and I have a fake one too. <laughs> That's a shark one. So so, uh yeah, the fifty-five is awesome, and uh, they're all different colors. They're they're absolutely amazing, and the the style. Um, there's uh, I think uh like the there's a. Uh, You know, in in learning to tie a bow tie, uh, I think uh, people um, actually the whole reason why, yeah, you know, you may buy something that's already pre done. It may it may look more perfect, but the fact is, the imperfection is what is
2: nostalgic and awesome about it. Exactly. I'm glad that you mentioned that. When I wear my bow ties, I purposely leave in some of those imperfections so that you know that I tied it. Because a lot of times people, their first thing is, hey, adjust it this way and that. And I'm like, you know what, if it if I need to adjust it, fine, I will. But there's something about leaving something a little twisted here and there so that you know that that person kind of... It gives it that, that different flair and attitude because it doesn't have to be perfect because like my bow ties and... In the patterns, in the colors and the prints, that in itself is is a standout kind of thing. Yeah. So if it's not perfect, that's not the the straw that will like kill my back and break me. For me it's more about, you know, know that I tied this because one side might be a little shorter. This might come out from under it a little bit, but that kinda is part of the, yeah. the mystique and the or the, the aura of having a bow tie. So yeah. I do appreciate that yeah. <laughs> that you spoke about about, about, about
1: that. You're right. Um, right. Yeah. So I think this wraps up the first episode of um, our podcast, and uh, I'll uh, I hope you found it entertaining, and we'll keep following us.
2: Gone off that Jazzy Cabbage 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 That shit's insane It really fucks with your brain It hits on different levels Like a video game Your thoughts you can't contain Your body you can't explain Your mind has gone astray Your voice is not okay You have a bounce in your step There's a swagger for days Your mind just opens up In these fabulous ways The world is It has a beauty and now it's plain to see Your vision opens up like Moses did the sea You can't believe what you're feeling You're in ecstasy, you just hit a groove Your happy ass can be That jazzy cabbage is bumping on every level It can come get on my level That should be your plan Gone off that jazzy cabbage 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 That jazzy bangs, they really flow through your soul It inspires greatness in young and old Your mind is at ease as you do your thing Your body keeps on moving It has a new swing Your pump It's building up There's energy in the air Your heart is at ease You don't have a care You're ready to Have fun, shenanigans will ensue The groove has taken over your body from you There's energy in every step that you take Your brain's on overload But you don't need a break It's time to boogie now You can't settle down So go bust a move and spread this love around Gone off that jazzy cabbage, gone off that jazzy cabbage, gone off that jazzy cabbage, gone off that jazzy cabbage. That jazzy cabbage is really hard to explain. It's like there is some energy flowing right through your veins. It can come from music, from movies, from anything, as long as you're inspired to keep doing your thing. Jazzy has no color, no smell, no weight at all, but it will pick you up each time that you fall. It's been the cause of many a uh debate while helping you to handle what is on your plate. Jazzy moves things from point A to B. It's the secret of life. If you were to ask me, go find some cabbage and hold it close to your heart. The world will open up when you find your spark. Get gone off that jazzy cabbage, get gone off that jazzy cabbage, get gone off that jazzy cabbage, get gone off that jazzy cabbage.